and vengeance. Welcome to Film Fight Club. I'm Glenn Falcon. It's time for Falcon Screen, not Vengeance. We'll get more into that later. And we're joined by freelance writer and critic Virat Nehru. Hello, hello. Actually, Glenn, you have the nicest voice. So when you try to do the I'm Vengeance, you just threw me off because I can never imagine you in a grumpy. It didn't movie. sound like Glenn, voice. yeah. Yeah. I could be vengeance. And we have. <laughs> <laughs> I can be vengeful. I can be vengeful. And yeah. Sydney, right, a non vengeful filmmaker. Chris Evans. We all have our vengeful moments. Like Robert Pattinson did as the Batman, or more as Bruce Wayne. Again, something we'll get into shortly, because we are covering Matt Reeves' The Batman in cinemas now. Batman The. Batman The. Very confusing. Very confusing. Oh, it must be terrible for his tax return. Uh, another thing we'll get into. News of the week first. The Allianz Francais French Film Festival screening around the country. Uh, the Jewish International Film Festival started this week as well. Um, SF3, uh, we caught some of these screenings last weekend, but you can still catch a lot of the festivals on festival screenings online. Good lot this year. Uh, Queer Screen has a couple of events coming up this weekend at Mount Victoria, a beautiful uh, cinema in Mount Victoria at the very top of the mountains. And that is what's happening in the world of film festivals. So let's talk The Batman. It is in cinemas now. It is the directed by Matt Reeves, starring Rob Pattinson. Colin Farrell, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Andy Serkis, and a number of others. It is set in Gotham. It is a Batman story based on a number of uh, comics, including The Long Halloween, in significant part. And it is not an origin story. Batman is in, well, it is an origin story in some respects. Batman is a vigilante esque figure running around the city. And it is, it, it's Batman is Batman. The movie assumes. We know who Batman is, so I don't think we'll need to describe him. No. I think the only um, crucial contextual detail here is that Batman is said to be two years into his career. So we're seeing a less experienced Batman than maybe in the Tim Burton films, but more experienced than in the Nolan films. And I like, I'll say, I'm, I really like this film. I like that it gave us a distinct Batman from a number of the other Batmans we experienced for a number of reasons, including the one Chris alluded to, something that's always frustrated me about the Batman, many of the Batman films, including the Nolan ones, which I really liked, is that, and especially the later Nolan ones, we actually don't really explore Bruce Wayne as a character. This film not only does that, but does poses a fundamental question that isn't actually really considered in the other Batman films. Is Batman in and of itself a good thing? Is having Batman and that benefit? And could there be better ways that someone in Wayne's position could benefit Gotham City, and I really liked that. Nolan's films uh, hinted that, but then ended up just sort of waving it first, off. Only Batman Begins. Sure. Bruce Wayne was only really a character in Bruce in Batman. People are complaining about the speechifying in this movie, but there's a lot less than there was in the Nolan films. It's a little bit annoying, but not too annoying. <laughs> I mean, the, the only kind of uh, interesting bits in how this film treats speechifying is that there's attractions in this movie and they, they kind of come across a stream of consciousness rather than actual speechifying moments. When yeah, they- I didn't mind the uh, voiceover aspects of this film at all. Um, I th- it had I a comic book actually, vibe. sorry, it had a comic book vibe, and in, in, in a better sort of way, and the visuals even more so in that respect. Yeah, when this film started, I basically had my arms crossed because I didn't um, expect much from the trailers. I thought this doesn't look like anything new. This looks like an amalgamation of the last two versions of Batman that we've had in live action, the Zack Snyder and the Christopher Nolan takes. And 
you know, when it started with the um, Nirvana, Robert Pattinson saying his vengeance and launching into a monologue, I thought, okay, here we go. Um, but the movie won me over because of the things it does differently. Um, one, yeah, as you were saying, Glenn, it has a very comic booky vibe, which for me made it easier to invest myself in this world than in the Nolan films, where I found the combination of extremely comic booky aspects adapted from Batman with his attempt to make it like a grounded Michael Mann-esque thriller kind of jarring. This version of Batman hues closer to the Nolan one than the really loopy uh, Burton versions of the extremely um, fantastical Snyder version. It, it's got that... A gritty crime thriller take, but the world is just stylized enough that it's easier for me to believe in a Batman I think a lot of, taking a, place. A lot of credit has to go with uh, go to Greg Frazier, the cinematographer, who's actually the way he shot in this film, how Gotham is represented. I think the major complaint for most uh, Batman fans has been that Gotham, given that as a city, never actually got its due. We never really believed it's the center epicenter mm. of crime essentially but in this yeah. film the way it's shot and the way the city streets are showcased you kind of phrases, get a feeling yeah. of homophobia phrases and, is, and I, I think matt reeves deserves credit too for a, a more consistently conceived gotham i don't think he's as good a, a visual director as Zack snyder but he's a much better vis- director of visuals than chris nolan yeah, I want to circle back to the crime tool stuff later because that deserves a whole separate discussion in of itself. Oh, yeah, we could go on in, for a long time. In terms of okay, three points to that, in terms of the stylings of the city, it's actually a failing in Nolan films that they just switch between Chicago, Boston, and New York. For all the failings of the late 90s Batman, Ferrer, Batman, Robin films, there's actually an amazingly consistent, interesting, and creatively distinct visual language behind the cities and i saw that in this film and i appreciated that it's actually liverpool in the uk unbelievably wow Um, in terms of the way we keep referring to batman but he's not really actually referred to batman in the film he's referred to as vengeance and other monikers throughout it reminds me of the first season of daredevil when he doesn't quite look like daredevil and they actually call him daredevil but it's an interesting phase in his as chris said career which i really really like and, and this film resembles that, that that Daredevil TV series in quite a few ways, actually. It's very similar tone and similar attempt to the pulpy crime thriller, gritty but comic booky tone that that series strives for. And what makes the grittiness good, and one of the aspects, one of the, there's a great scene in Batman Begins to go back to, to the last time's Nolan films that I really like that is overlooked, and it's the scene where he jumps out of the. Um, loft after being attacked by Scarecrow and humiliatingly he's driven away in Alfred's car for the rest of the trilogy he's this infallible figure like an action figure but then uh, in just this one scene he's vulnerable and he's weak and no he's just a dude in a suit and uh, so many sequences in this film lead into that there's a hilarious recurring scene where he tries to just get into a club and they just don't really care okay you're just a weirdo in a suit and there's a lot like that and yes if you're two years into your career people are going to think you're some freak rocking up in the suit with all this high-tech gear and I find that both realistic and funny and you know what most importantly it was challenging for Batman and I loved watching him try to figure out these situations and be more intimidating. That, that's a fair point. More intimidating. A lot, lot of people have said this movie is very self-serious. I actually I didn't find that. Agree. I actually thought this movie had more levity than the Nolan films. It does. I agree. I, I think this movie is genuinely funny. When it's darkly funny, I think some of the jokes land uh, without you expecting them to in extremely yeah. dark situations. That's like it. The banter between Gordon and, and Batman. The way yeah, they banter, Gordon. Oh my God. 
the way right, that so works is so dark, mm. but so extremely funny because you don't yeah. expect the lines to be so, you That's know, your poker face. That's yeah. it. I, I think um, they really nailed the tone of how Batman should feel. Um, it, or, I mean, you can always do a campy Batman and that's valid too. Um, but, uh, you know, the comics have recently, as in in the last decade, dabbled a little bit more in that again before going back to more darker serious takes. But I had a thought that maybe this film is called The Batman, not just because, you know, it's the trend to do the John Rambo type uh, titles for reboots now, but also because this film seems to be attempting to present something true to the idea in most people's mind of Batman. So it seems like it's drawing from a lot of different sources, like the Batman Arkham games, um, the animated series. This yes, actually the animated series. At a, a lot of points in this film. To the, yes. to the title sequence, the Batman yes. series. I yeah. thought the tone and the kind of uh, brooding, slow-speaking Batman in this um, and some of the banter with criminals really reminded me of the animated series at points. Yeah. It's also very much, as I said earlier, like the Nolan films in some way, like the church set piece um, seems something right out of one of the Dark Knight films. And it draws from a, uh, a few different periods of the Batman comics as well, notably the Miller and some of the recent Scott Snyder stuff. So yeah, it's, they're trying to do the Batman and I think it works. And as you say, it's a tone that um, I found lighter and less self-serious than the Nolan ones. I, this movie is going for the dark Batman feel, but I still found it to be fun. I still found it to be funny enough and and uh, really entertaining. Yeah, him trying to get into the club, him just staring at people to try and intimidate them is funny. Mm. And I like that there's this film. I mean, it could have been set now, could have been set ten years ago, could and parts of it could have been set fifty years ago. It's like Archer; it kind of exists out of time. Been doing so, it creates a sense of its own world and a universe. And I like that. Um, let's talk about uh, the crime aspects because mm. it's one of the best things about it. Batman is a detective. He's supposed to be the world's best detective. That's what DC stands for. And this, more than any other Batman film, we actually see him detectiving. And I really want to break this down. There's two aspects to what any good detective story is. Uh, one is that you have investigative aspects. In this, we see him doing information gathering. We see him sourcing information using tech and people and witnesses in really different and interesting ways. High points. The second aspect is the matter of being intuitive. Now, in dealing with this, the bad guy is the Riddler. So I think there's good and bad things about how they handle this. Some of the stuff of how the riddles play out, how they miss really obvious things and think about it too much. And there's really clever plays on words using technology and uh, use of the web and use of language, which I thought always had some nice, very nifty and subtle social commentary in there. Um, but then there's, and I loved that. So I, I, I give this high points. There were also a couple of things that annoyed me in that when it came to a lot of being intuitive, there's literally one scene where someone just to, to progress the plot just points out and goes, they're over there. And that actual location of that person could actually have been deciphered earlier if they'd just done something very, very obvious. There were um, some plot points where the detective work is a little bit simplistic. And as you say, they miss the hints that the world's greatest detective should have picked up yeah. on. But follow my brain, literally, it's the Riddler. It's like, here's a, here's a string taking you all the way here. It got a little, some bits were very clever and some bits were, I just want to string, I literally want to string you along. I, I like the idea overall, if I'm thinking more of this film as a police procedural rather than a superhero film. Mm -hmm. I, I think if anything else, if I had to take away anything else from this film, is that it made, it convinced me not to look at this film as a superhero genre film. Uh, by the end of the film, I was convinced I don't, I'm not watching 
a superhero template movie, even though, yes, there are trappings of that. But for, for the majority of the part, I was convinced it was more like a police procedural. Yeah. And in, in that tone, I'm willing to give it a pass that if it is a police procedural, a crime procedural, sometimes in a buddy cop drama situation, you will get, get that the actual cops are also dumb. They're not as smart. Yeah. And I think that's okay. In, in this sense, yes, the cops are, you know, more competent. But it doesn't mm. mean that they are the smartest people in the room, which is okay. Yeah. It made it made it yeah. me seem that Batman in the first two years of his career probably isn't the smartest person in the room. He's still developing to be smarter and trying to be ahead of the game. He's yeah. not. I, I, he gets some significant assistance from um, Alfred as well. Yeah, I'd argue the second narrowly the second best action scene in the film to only manage to take place because cops are a little bit dumb. I'm talking about the scene where there's oh, a yes. lot of cops. It's yes. wonderful. It's so, great. so great. It ends yeah. so, Very so well. well. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just what would you do in this situation? It's a great comparison point to the equivalent scene in the dark night involving mm. uh, the Joker, let's just say. Yeah. Um, I uh, really loved Jeffrey Wright in that scene as well. Oh my God. Just so I, mean, great through the I haven't even got to Jeffrey Wright because I think he was a real standout in this film. He completely transformed my opinion of what Gordon should be or how mm. Gordon has been portrayed historically in all the films and how yeah. much arc he has in this movie and how important he is as a, mm. as a buddy cop. If you look at this as a buddy yeah. cop drama, he is an yeah, yeah, yeah. to the Batman in this film. Look, look, it is amazing. This is, this is a, maybe a big call. He's my favorite Gordon. I think so um, too. Yeah. Yeah. Than, <laughs> Gary Oldman is a better actor, but there wasn't a characterization behind Gordon. He was boring. He has this thing to do. He has motivations. He's tricky because he's kind of, as Gordon is in the lot of the comics, in the middle of Batman and mm. the rest of the police force. He's helping him on the sly. He does one very stupid thing that anyone who watches Skyfall should know never, ever, ever to do. I'm referring to a scene later in Skyfall. I don't want to spoil it. But aside from that, uh, he was great Gordon. There's a lot of casting in this. I like Zoe. The actor's Crabbe. real great. Yeah, I, I will say that I, okay. and except for the early few scenes, I'll get into Colin Farrell. I, I want to touch on Zoe Kravitz first. I liked her. She's fantastic on her own, except for the very early scenes. There wasn't a great deal of, I think, as, as chemistry as they thought there was between Kravitz and Pattinson. But it builds for sure. I think by the end of the film. Build. And Kravitz is doing a lot of heavy lifting in the, in the chemistry part because yeah. by design, Pattinson's character it's is kind of closed off. And inward, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought all the performances were terrific, honestly. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Tatero, I, I have issues with Totoro's casting, and I don't feel he was quite suited for the role. I think he's good. I, I don't feel I didn't have any issues. It wasn't very intimidating. Unlike but his character wasn't meant to be super intimidating, though, was it? Because some of the turns in the plot have uh, have to make you questioning whether he's as bad a guy as we're, we're told. I don't know. I, well, no, I, I feel Maybe the turns in the plot made us feel even less sympathy for him. So even mm -hmm. the figure like Tom Wilkinson was in Batman Begins, or even Colin Farrell could manage through all the prosthetics. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I'll say on that on that note, I think Colin Farrell was terrific in this. Yes. I, when this was uh, shown off, said, why are we doing this? Why aren't we casting a person who actually looks the part um, instead of trying to disguise Colin Farrell to this extent? But I think his performance was so great anyway that I really didn't mind. It's still a valid question, but I could see that it was Colin Farrell in the eyes. Beyond that, it's amazing prosthetics. Yeah, and, and visual effects, we should say. Look, Colin Farrell, can, is, he's never had a bad performance. Um, I feel there's no reason for the better appreciating his ability that we couldn't otherwise have just watched him as the Penguin or cast yeah, him sure. as another villain. 
I will say his normal face. Yeah, he didn't he didn't need to be disguised so heavily. And, and, and sure. I, I want to be very clear. There's a difference between him and horrible bosses and him in this, where he did have some prosthetics, horrible bosses, but his ability to perform was still evident. Yeah. I will say he was a riot in this film. I found I Penguin think he really was funny. Really good. The twaddle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there are certain sequences. In fact, every scene he's in, he steals the scene. I'll, I'll go that far. Yeah. Where, you know, I thought so too. He just made the most of his runtime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as you were saying earlier, some great moments of levity with that. Yeah, this film um, I found oddly compelling where, as I said, when the film started, I went in thinking, okay, here we go. This isn't going to be great. But because the performances are so good and so, I think everyone in this film film is very sincere. It's actually, despite the darkness that's been hyped up, a fairly warm film ultimately in terms of its message and in terms of, you know, having a human heart running through it. I found myself being drawn in over the course of the runtime because that's something we haven't spoken about. This is a three-hour film. It is. Um, that, yeah. And but... It has a number of false endings which tested my patience. Uh, right. I liked the yeah. ultimate ending structure when it shed a real arc for Batman. Okay. But I um, found myself being drawn into the detective story with the level of detail that they are able to give us over the three-hour runtime. And they're able to develop a lot of characters um, without have, making... People feel like um, they're underused. I th- yeah, I think it's, it's actually very well paced. It definitely feels long, but a lot happened. Um, and I think it for the most part... And, and, and I, felt, I felt it was able to give a new dimension. I wouldn't say a new perspective or completely rewrite the canon. But in terms of the origin story, we got a new perspective yeah. about Bruce, Bruce Wayne and his relationship to his family legacy. Mm. I think that was very interesting. And I think revisiting that from a new lens, it does give this, it gives this film a separate identity from the rest of the universe and the rest of the films that have come before it. Because mm-hmm. there are certain things in the choices that the film is, this film has made that there will, the relationships are going to be markedly different because of that, mm-hmm. what the setup has been. Yeah, it, come, it comes down to the treatment of, there's a lot of stuff in, the, in Batman films about relationship with his father, and most of them that he's treated hagiographically. In, I don't really consider a Batman film, and I don't really like to think about it, but Joker, um, Batman's dad was a bad guy. This takes a different approach to both, and I found it interesting. It just says, here's how you come to terms with the good and bad things about your legacy, which is fundamentally what the film is. It's about how Bruce Wayne, and I mean Bruce Wayne, can best contribute given his resources and ability to Gotham and what he obviously cares so much about. Before we move on entirely from the performances, I think we need to speak about Paul Dano. And now I want to say, first of all, that it bothers me that the marketing for this film ruins a key scene in the film. It really frustrates me. Oh, yeah, I realized which one you meant. But fortunately, I I didn't uh, remember that until shortly before that scene happened. I didn't Um, either, but but I'm still like, really? yeah. I mean, I'm all for filming fake scenes if, and just putting in the marketing, honestly. Sure, yeah, as long as it's indicative exactly. of the film. Um, Paul Dano you know, is great. His character is very akin to something out of the Dark Knight films with the contemporary video using hold the city hostage with uh, terror kind of uh, approach. Well, got me with, and I, I will use the Dark Knight comparison. It's not so much the characterization. It's the loops and rings they have to put him through. There's a feeling with villains that... And with these sorts of films that you have to fit a certain few motifs. And there's a scene later between Batman and the Riddler, which feels like a weaker version of, again, an equivalent to the Dark Knight. And this mm. scene didn't need to be there. And I feel, I, I found myself initially really disliking it. And I went back and thought about it and then 
you can't talk about it without spoilers, but it actually shows um, how the sort of villain and mentality can be effective in certain realms and how Batman's approach is bad. So we see, again, this example of Batman being imperfect, but that's illustrative rather than a failing of the film. So I liked that scene, even though I felt it was stylistically retraining ground we've seen handled a lot better in other places. I honestly wish we'd see more of Paul Dano in this. He's always good. He's a great at He's so great. He was staring at that's, that's, that's thing. From everyone I've been talking to, people have found his performance irritating or bad. And I don't no. see that. What? I actually loved it. I, I Me too, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Film in terms of what the role demanded and what the film demanded in terms of the art, it was pitch perfect. And he utilizes his baby face to maximum mm. effect here. There is some yeah. facial, uh, you know, contortions which works so well with Dano and he knows exactly what he's doing and it's really scary. Uh, yeah, I found him scary as well. Yeah, um, yeah, he was great. Uh, what did we think of Robert Pattinson's Batman? Oh, we haven't, oh, we haven't talked about Robert Pattinson. We haven't. Okay. First, <laughs> of all, first of all, just because it's going wild on TikTok, every Batman wears eye makeup. They've just never shown it and it's actually been a weird piece of inconsistency in the other films. Anyway, yeah. moving on from but that. But showing it brings uh, it that real The Crow goth look. You know, it's an intentional choice, yeah. along with like his emo, his hair and his suits. He's a perfect emo. Oh, it's so good. The quarter, quarter, quarter Batman, this Batman is that he's not like a hanging out with beautiful women in the pool and buying hotels. He's really sad. He's kind of more like, God, last time we referred to Nolan, uh, him at the beginning of the Dark Knight Rises. Mm. Pattinson can pull that off. He pulled off the physicality. He's entertaining. We saw this really despondent figure. He had a good dynamic with Alfred, played by Andy Serkis. He was good. Um, he, he, no, no, no issues. Yeah. Good the, 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 the one thing I would highlight with Pattinson, which I think was, is very different to all the other Batmen, is that mm -hmm. he brings a certain level of physicality in the opposite direction, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of Batmen have had to bulk up. I, I saw the opposite here, yeah. where he cowers down and he uses physicality in a yeah. different way to show how vulnerable he is yeah. rather than actually beefing himself up, rather than filling himself in the role, he actually uh, diminishes his actual physicality. It's a beautiful way of yeah. using his physique, uh, mm. which is, I haven't seen that happen. So it's actually completely unique. Also the fact that he looked like right out of My Chemical Romance, like the front yeah. MCR <laughs> was also interesting. You know, it, it, it's so unique and it actually works. And, and the eye kind of, how much emotions he can emote through the eyes in a lot of the scenes where he doesn't have any dialogue to the mask is also mm. kind of fascinating. So there's a lot of work there, and it's commendable. Yeah. It's and, uh, you know, I, going back to what I was saying earlier, I thought later in the film, the chemistry between him and Zoe Kravitz was great. Actually, yeah. um, I want to just highlight the romance uh, angle in this film and say I really liked it. I really like um, that, that there's a sincere romance that feels like it has some genuine chemistry and lust behind it in one of these movies, which hasn't been seen for a really long time. Um, I really like the sincerity of this film in a lot of ways, actually, um, towards the end in terms of its stance on what it means to be a hero or a superhero. Um, and just in everyone's commitment, like we've been praising all the performances to this story and this tone, the film feels very sincere and uh, I mean, we, and we've been, we've I don't find it pretentious as some of We've been talking about how dark the film is. We've been talking about how dark the film is and basically, mm. you know, how bleak it is. But to be honest, uh, the, the final sequence of the film 
really instill a level of hope, an actual genuine exactly. kind of... Uh, well, this, and it doesn't feel tacked this on. Is the it feels genuine to yes. me. Yes. Yeah. This, this is the, uh, it goes to the idea that you could inspire by a... Well, the, the, the kind of conclusion that the other many other Batman films already come to. You can We start all those films, you can inspire by a combination of hope and fear and intrigue and mystery and this shows him coming to that which I really liked I just I, I just want to return quickly to the physicality of it and it's not just Pattinson but it's the use of the costuming and design in his suit I mean all the others we see Batman use a certain amount of things with his utility belt and what else Gadget there's so a lot here. of focus on what the suit and the tech is capable of doing little intricacies um, there's a great use of a parachute mechanism uh, there's great use of um, chemicals and things that he has stored throughout his suit mm. and shows how it's used. Not just, we don't just see the effect of like, say, a smoke bomb, but we see where it comes to how it could be utilized. And the fact of that detail just gives you a really visceral feeling of how much this has taken of his life to yeah. do it and dedicate to this. And that really is crucial to understanding just how much becoming Batman is core to this otherwise and like still just I say despondent but really just tragic person yeah and it's it's a it's a artifice of action which blends Mm. into so well the thematic aspects of the film which the other films even Nolan's films didn't do I really like the epic tragic kind of feeling that this movie has I I just loved the tone I think they they really nailed what a Batman movie should be I mean Um, mean, a lot of people have said it's it's basically inspired by Fincher zodiac and and you know that kind of tone but those yes, are only but, but one no, thing no but i think what it's more it's closer to north by northwest in terms of the voyeuristic city everyone is constantly watching someone else i loved mm. how that's it set up and how those sequences are we are mostly in most of the film seeing someone through someone else's mm. reflection or someone else's perspective how it plays with point of view but you were seeing someone being watched by someone yeah. else and you're seeing and pre- that point of view rather than that. Pre- so it's a beautiful, pre- intricate way of setting up sequences. And it ties up in the way that the film depicts Batman as a guy who's maybe afraid to engage in life and has become the voyeur in the shadows. Yeah, it's very voyeuristic in a very interesting way. It's a very yeah, distinct right. identity to the film, yes. Yeah, um, that, that, some of those aspects of how Batman are depicted are some of the things that seem like the most fresh about the film because the film didn't really transcend my initial fears that there's not going to be much that's new. As I said, it feels like an amalgamation of things we have seen before and it is kind of familiar, right? It's just that from a, a writing, directing, uh, cinematography and acting perspective, it's so good that it that it transcends that and it becomes really entertaining and um, surprisingly deep Batman and, story. Uh, I liked the Halloween iconography. I liked how, unlike in the other films, they show just physically what it means to go in and out of and be Batman every night, mm. um, how it could practically be handled, that he could have this identity. Um, every Batman film has to deal with the, you accept that no one figures it out, that it's Bruce Wayne. And this film actually handles when someone kind of touches on, okay, who could this Batman be? Yeah, It handles it quite well. I really liked it. I'd recommend it. Go see it. It's exciting to see a new distinct take on Batman. Yeah, actually. Well, um, it's, it's almost like a comfortingly familiar and yet refreshingly new take. A lot of what you like already about Batman and a few things that people haven't thought to do on the screen before. Yeah. And a lot of things that you wanted in Batman but haven't been done yes. before are also there. 
So, yeah. It's the most well-balanced adaptation of Batman that's been done. Oh, I, I will say that they tease something at the end. There's no reason to tease this. Choose other IP. It got me, Marvel, no, no, just don't do it. The, the movie, yeah. until that moment, the movie was much better than that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, it, it, it's, it's one aberration. Like, it could be good when, when they deal with it in a prospective sequel. But anyway, we didn't need it now. Sure. We, tr- we, we trust them to come up with something good. I'll watch the sequel. If oh, yeah. when it happens yeah so did we did you like it Brett? uh I mean, the <laughs> batman sounds like yeah yeah good. yeah i love it we had yeah, a good time we saw a yeah. late session on uh, i'm glad we're all united on this one um i think it's honestly better than the main the reception is like i said absolutely because, I, yeah. because it convinced me it's not a superhero film and because i bought into the crime procedural aspect I read it more as a buddy, buddy cop. Buddy well, that's cop. it. It's a good general wow. blend. It still yeah. is a superhero film. Into like it still has asp- things that you only get out of the superhero genre throughout, but it draws you in with um, things that are more familiar to the crime thriller genre, and it's just so yeah. solid in those respects. Um, this is one of the few films that fulfills the thing that people defending comic book movies often say online about how they can be any genre. It can be a spy thriller, or it can be a fantasy epic or whatever this really is a detective story as well as a superhero film and it's in cinemas now go see it yeah that's the batman we'll be back next week as well hopefully batman fighting crime talking movies this has been glenn falcons and chris evans of right stay safe and enjoy batman good night 